Hi everyone, welcome back to Your Future Forward. I am your host, Dexter Hutchins. Today I'm joined by Ollie Newton, Executive Director at the Edge Foundation. Together we're going to discuss really important things such as skills and career preparation. Ollie's going to talk us through why um, certain soft skills are important to you in your career. Um, without further ado, I'd love to pass you over to Ollie himself. Yeah, sure thing, Dexter. So um, I started off uh, in the civil service when I started my career. So that's working with uh, different ministers, different departments, uh, trying to make policy, trying to make things better. Uh, my background was in education policy, which is probably why you invited me on today. Um, so helping to think about how to improve uh, things for young people, give, give uh, young people a better chance in life, um, particularly thinking about apprenticeships, which is very dear to my heart. Uh, and then about four years ago, I joined the Edge Foundation, which is an amazing charity um, that is uh, helping to do very similar things, but from uh, outside government to helping to give young people the best start by really making education relevant. So thinking about really good technical education, how we can kind of give really good careers advice in schools and how we can give uh, things like apprenticeships a real boost as well. Ollie, it's great to have you join us on episode one of Your Future Forward. I hope we will be able to set the tone for ongoing episodes and explain why skills are so important in the world of careers. If it's okay with you, I'd love to start with a little challenge. I'm going to ask you five quick fire questions, starting with, as a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Okay, top career choice was definitely uh, like forest warden. I've always loved the outdoors, camping, that kind of thing. So I probably would have been out in the forest, you know, uh, making sure the trees were all perfect, nice and quiet, nice and peaceful in nature. That's obviously not what I'm doing. Wow, it really does sound like you've ended up doing something very different from your younger self's dream job. But it just goes to show the variety of job roles out there for young people to find. So, Ollie, what is the one piece of advice you would give your younger self? One piece of advice would be, um, you know, exam grades are important, but actually what employers care about and what's going to get you through life much more is like strength of character, who you are as a person uh, and some of the kind of things that you've achieved. Uh, and that doesn't have to be in school. That could be in scouts. It could be uh, helping with family stuff. It could be volunteering. Uh, those are all equally important in kind of making you who you are. That's great, Ollie. We will certainly talk more about that later. But now, on to our next question. What would you like to be remembered for? Oh, that's a really good question. So um, it's a bit cheesy, but I, I really do get a kick out of helping people. Uh, so kind of uh, really some of the kind of uh, apprentices that I've met along the road, uh, some of the work I do outside of my day job in things like um, scouting. So I'd really like to be remembered for kind of helping young people, uh, helping people to get on kind of best foot for their kind of future in their career brilliant moving on swiftly what was your first job oh my first job was uh working in a supermarket actually uh, which would have made me a frontline worker in the current crisis <laughs> um so yeah i worked in marks and spencers in my school and uni holidays uh, and actually i got a lot out of that in terms of understanding uh, kind of customer service uh working in, in kind of uh uh, a management setting that kind of thing so yeah I, I got a lot out of that but that was my that was my first job alongside my studies perfect thanks Ollie. it's great to know that even at such a young age you can get a job and learn so many useful skills would you recommend working in a supermarket yeah for sure i think it's probably about um taking what you can from from any of those kinds of jobs because i think whatever you do um if you just take a step back and take some time to think about it you'll be gaining all kinds of wide skills whether that's communication problem solving team working uh, and all of those are going to be valuable for the rest of your life Great advice. Our final quickfire question. What has been your biggest professional achievement to date? Oh, okay. Um, 
well, uh, let me tell you about a kind of one that was really difficult and kind of uh, uh, and, and kind of uh, a funny story in a way. So when I was working in the education department, they have National Apprenticeship Week, which, of course, you know well, Dexter, uh, and it's a chance to kind of promote apprenticeships. Uh, and every year I had to organise a big event for the Prime Minister to come and do something exciting in National Apprenticeship Week. So uh, they always uh, came to us at the very last minute. So we'd like three days to go until the week. They came to us and said, we'd like the PM, who was David Cameron at the time, to be uh, in a photo shoot with 600 apprentices around him. Um, and, and they were like, so can you can you do that for us? Um, so we ended up working with um, Minnie at the time, who had a spare like factory unit at their factory just outside Oxford. Uh, and we managed to pile all of these apprentices into this kind of warehouse hangar in a big kind of uh, circle uh, and managed to kind of pull it off. So uh, maybe not my kind of uh, uh, proudest day, but it was certainly a memorable one uh, and it all seemed to go well. So yeah, that was a fun one. There's not many qualifications that can prepare you for that kind of thing, Ollie. I suppose you had to use quite a few skills on that occasion. Absolutely. Lots of resilience when things didn't go so <laughs> plan. Lots of team working because we had to bring in loads of different colleagues to, to help us with that. Uh, and of course, kind of communication, not just before the event, but kind of uh, making sure everyone felt really, uh, really loved and thanked afterwards because uh, it had been a really kind of stressful and busy few days. Great. Thanks for taking part in that little quick fire section, Ollie. It's led us really nicely into this more kind of discussional section. Um, and obviously with the news recently that um, kind of exams have been cancelled um, and students are going to receive um, predicted grades mixed with teachers um, assessment. Should students be worried about their exam results? So, yeah, it's, it's totally natural and exams are important. So I can completely understand, uh, you know, when I was back in uh, young people's shoes, I was definitely thinking about that. I think uh, when you've had a bit of time in your career and you're looking back, um, it's kind of a truism. A lot of people, um, uh, when they're chatting and work later, they're like, who actually asks what your GCSE grades were? Who asks what your A-level, your, your degree was or whatever? Uh, and the answer is it, it doesn't really come up that often. Um, so I think it is important. Um, but it's important as much for the skills you're gaining while you're doing those as for the exam results themselves. So certainly the kind of skills that you need to, to, to dedicate yourself to really knuckle down to work um, to kind of um, memorizing is kind of not going to use that often, but certainly the kind of the planning and, and kind of the taking the time and, and working through your revision. Um, all of that is important. Um, but I would say that's just one corner of kind of who you are as a person and also most importantly, what employees are going to be looking for. Um, they're going to be looking for examples of, you know, things like communication, team working, problem solving, creativity. Those are the main things that employers actually all around the world are telling us in our research uh, that they're looking for in their new employees. Um, so it's really about thinking about how you might um, have some examples of those to, to share. Uh, and those don't have to come from school. They could come from all kinds of different aspects of your life. Uh, you know, in your earlier questions, you asked me about my first job. Um, so when I was going for my uh, kind of job interviews to get into the civil service, uh, I used examples from that supermarket job to help me um, because it was kind of the closest thing that I could uh, relate to. So even just kind of being in charge of um, a particular activity in the shop or being in charge of a team of people, um, you know, two or three others, um, those are really good examples that the employer could see oh you know he's he's understood that he's uh, had a chance to, to do some of the things that he's going to be doing in this job uh, and to reflect on them as well so i think um exams are important there's no getting away from that uh, and often they're most important to kind of pass the sift stage of job interview so to get yourself an interview um but actually what employers are looking for uh, is rounded individuals with those kinds of broader skills um, i'd say one thing that um in that sort of space that young people could think about in this kind of slightly weird time where they've got a bit more time to themselves is starting to build some of those examples of what you've done so just to take a bit of time to reflect back it might have been leading a sports team it might have been going on a duke of edinburgh 
expedition um, what did those things teach you what did they um, show what could they show uh, an employer in terms of you as a person so that you've got a bit of a bank of those ready for when you go on uh, into your kind of next phase of your life yeah sure and I'm glad you brought that up actually Ollie because I'm hoping to get someone on a future episode um, to kind of discuss those skills and how we can pinpoint those because uh, it's something I've really struggled with throughout my career is when you go into an interview you talk about these skills but you can never actually talk about examples and we use them every day uh, but we just never really notice when we're using them and being able to kind of pick those out and then write them down and make them sound really good is something that's really important in later life. That's exactly right. And, and you know, I've done a lot, I've interviewed a lot of people for jobs over the last kind of few years. And even people who are 10, 20 years into their careers uh, can do it, not a great job, I'm on, to be honest, of kind of, of explaining that. So there is a real technique there to kind of just taking the time to understand those uh, and to have the right way of expressing them to really impress an employer. Uh, and all of that just comes down to practice. Um, so I think, you know, covering that in a future episode is a great idea. Uh, and that this is a great time for young people to be kind of taking a bit of time out to think about those examples and get them ready for future. Yeah, that's really great, Ollie. And kind of what else can young people be doing to help them stand out from other candidates? So we talk about these skills. How can young people build these? Um, obviously, work experience after lockdown, um, having a strong CV, taking online courses, things like that. Yeah, I mean, those are all great examples to start with. I think anything that you can do to kind of build uh, build what you're you're, you're doing as a person uh, is going to stand you in really good stead here so that could be as you say kind of planning some work experience obviously during the lockdown you can't go and do that generally unless maybe you're being a web developer or something um uh, but you could be starting to maybe contact some companies and start to set things up um, I think uh, anything else that you can do in the kind of volunteering space is really important. Uh, that doesn't have to be super formal. It could be quite informal. So if perhaps you've got, um, let's say, an elderly or a, or a vulnerable relative now who's on their own uh, and you're taking the initiative to, to help to make sure that they've got their groceries in, to make sure that they're not uh, lonely, to give them a call. Um, you know, all of that is a great example just on a personal level of you taking some initiative, uh, doing some planning and showing the kind of interpersonal skills that an employer might might be looking for. Um, and then, of course, as you say, kind of online courses uh, doesn't have to be kind of uh, uh, in an academic area. It could be something that's just a passion for you, maybe taking a hobby a bit further. Um, I know, Dexter, you're uh, you know, into digital photography and, and filmmaking. That's a great example of something that um, a lot of uh, companies and organizations would really see as a valuable skill. So taking a bit of time out now to deepen that or to, to get a bit of exposure to different ways of doing that um, is a great way of doing things. Um, and then, as we said before, kind of uh, just banking those kinds of things, uh, maybe even starting a bit of a, a kind of portfolio or just a document where uh, you're keeping track of the kind of things you've achieved and examples, uh, maybe kind of positive quotes that people have given you that, uh, you know, that we've done a really good job. Um, you know, all of that is going to set you in good stead because I can promise you that when you uh, get into a job interview you want to have that in front of you, you you're not going to want to be kind of racking your brains for those it'd be good to have those in one place ready for ready for that opportunity yeah i can think of quite a few interviews actually where i've kind of walked in there and uh, obviously trying to get a job in a digital world and you talk about the photography or the videography and they're always asking for these examples and it's great to have that portfolio there ready at your disposal to show them um to save that embarrassment the other thing that I've found really useful is kind of keeping a blog. Uh, if there's something you're interested in, write about that. And it just shows that you are passionate about that subject area. 
Yeah, that's a great example, Dexter. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Things have moved on from perhaps kind of parents' generation where it was all about kind of written feedback and letters of recommendation. Now it's just as much about like a digital portfolio or if you're going to programming examples of things you've, you've developed, um, you know, or even kind of in your area, like social media, like what was your what was your most liked tweet of last year? You know, that's an important part of the evidence base just as much as the kind of more formal traditional stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I suppose we keep talking about skills. So why are skills so important to employers? Yeah, I mean, uh, essentially, much as I love employers and they're trying to do the right thing, it's essentially because of the bottom line. You know, they, they're developing something, whether they're in the advanced manufacturing sector and they're kind of producing something physical, or if they're in the service sector and they're providing a really good service, um, they're wanting to deliver that to the best of their ability so that they can, uh, you know, maximize their, 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 their profits, I guess. Um, so if they're going to do that, they're going to need the people with the right skills. Now, uh, it's a real tragedy because when we look at the evidence base here, actually, there are loads of uh, vacancies in the economy that just can't be filled because those employers can't find the right skills and um, so almost a quarter of a million of those back in 2017 um, and that's difficult because that's uh, those are jobs that obviously young people could be doing which is really important so from a social point of view there's a real kind of gap there um, but also for the wider economy those are jobs where uh, we could have been pushing further uh, making more money for uk plc and therefore kind of having better investment in our health service and our education and everything else um, so we want to try and kind of uh, make that match and try and reduce those uh, those uh, kind of skill shortages if we possibly can um, so the kind of skills that employers uh, not just here in the uk but right across the world are uh, kind of pushing for um, are what's traditionally been called but i hate this term softer skills because it makes them seem like they're not important not as important when in fact their employers are saying that they are the most important thing so maybe we could call them 21st century skills or uh, or cross-cutting skills or employment skills whatever you like um, but they, they're those uh, creativity tending to come out like number one at the moment um, and that's not just creativity in terms of going into creative jobs like I don't know, working in theatre or film, it's creativity in every area, you know, whether you're coding, whether you're thinking up new policy, whether you're, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter what sector you're in, people are looking for new ideas and, and, uh, and kind of creativity from their employees. Um, but also those wider skills, so things like team working, problem solving, uh, those are coming up again and again, um, communications, both written and oral. Um, so employers are really looking at those because um, they're what's going to drive their, their, their kind of product or their service further by coming up with new ideas, by communicating it really well with customers, uh, by working together as a team because we can't achieve anything just on our own. Um, and so that's really more and more what people are, are looking for. Um, and talking to lots of employers, a lot of their kind of application processes are moving much to, more towards looking at, looking at finding those skills. Um, one extreme example I saw recently was a tech company where um, their application process is all about finding quick learners. So they set people a task, uh, they complete that task, obviously, they give them some feedback um, and they really watch carefully how those people take that feedback. You know, are they defensive and like, oh, or are they really absorbing that feedback and thinking, oh, how can I take that on? Um, and then they set them the same task again uh, and they see how far they've come from the first to the second. And they basically hire the people who've moved the furthest, even if they didn't do the very best job at the end, they want to see who takes feedback really well and, and, and kind of develops themselves because the technology is moving so quickly in our industry, what they're interested in is, is kind of quick learners. Um, so I'd say those skills, if anything, uh, time and again come up from employers as the thing they're looking for. Uh, and really they're just looking for, for the best way to, uh, to spot those and find those in young people. Yeah, great. And you talk about soft skills there, Ollie. Um, just to young people listening who may not know what kind of the different skills are, what's the opposite to a soft skill? 
yeah i think so so people tend, tend traditionally to sort of say soft skills to kind of um uh, associate those uh, from kind of harder skills that they would see as you know your english and maths your literacy and numeracy uh, and also maybe technical skills so um obviously you know in your apprenticeship dexter you're learning a whole bunch of uh, skills around you know uh, social media digital media um, which are kind of hard skills because they're kind of specific to that job uh, whereas the, so the so-called softer skills are the ones that are kind of cross-cutting um, but if you think about it the cross-cutting ones are the ones that will allow you to kind of move into different industries uh, and as the kind of world changes and technology changes hopefully to kind of find and pick up some of the jobs that may not even exist right now um, but will in maybe 10-15 years time. Great. Thanks for clearing that up, Ollie. Um, and whilst I encourage young people to kind of be carrying on their revision and looking into their subject areas, uh, they are going to have some more spare time on their hands. So what can young people do now to start thinking about their future career and the different pathways available to get there? Yeah, really good question. So um, there's tons of information online. So that's a really good place to start during this kind of slightly weird lockdown period. Um, you know, talk to talk to friends, talk to you know older family members, uh, make sure you kind of understand where they've gone in their careers because all of that is really useful material. Um, I think it's worth saying though, you know, it's all about making a decision that's right for you as well. Um, and uh, much as they'll want the best for you, particularly kind of uh, because things are moving so quickly, sometimes parents in particular might have experienced uh, a very different labor market, a very different system to, to what's there now. So don't be afraid to challenge back a bit. If you find stuff online that's maybe saying that some careers are growing or shrinking, uh, things might have changed a bit since, uh, since they were kind of going through the same system. I think um, certainly have a look online, uh, look at the apprenticeships website. That's always a good place to, to have a look at. Think about that as an alternative to maybe some of the more traditional routes into careers. Um, but yeah, I think the, the most important thing is to, is to kind of take time to um, talk to others around you who've had different career experiences um, absorb those and see what that means. Um, often it'll mean that you don't want to do the same. And that's great too, because it's nice to know what you don't want as much as, as, much as what you do want. That's great, Ollie. Um, and as we near the end of our discussion, is there any kind of final advice you'd like to give young people um, on how they can use this kind of extra spare time that they have on their hands effectively to really look into future careers and what they may want to do as a job? Yeah, of course. So it is, it is a really difficult time. And, and I understand particularly for young people who uh, might have been uh, going in for exams this year and they, they're not going ahead. Uh, it can be worrying. Um, I think uh, you know it, try and stay positive there's a lot in this period that you can that you can do for yourself and for others uh, that can really stand you in a good stead um so clearly you know you're not going to be sitting your exams but there's time now to think about kind of your broader interests to think about the subjects that uh, you really enjoy to go a bit deeper into them than you might have done but also to think about some of the things outside school volunteering uh, career development uh, thinking about other careers that will set you in really good stead so yeah i would say try try to kind of uh, not stress too much about the exams they're part of the answer but um they, they're not going to happen this year uh, and actually there's a lot in this period that you can do to to help get yourself on the right track yeah some excellent advice there as usually i'd just like to say a huge thank you for coming on to episode one of your future forward um we've had a great discussion today and i really hope it's going to be beneficial to so many young people um that are tuning in yeah we've really opened up young people's minds to the kind of importance of skills um, and preparing for their future so thank you great my pleasure dexter best of luck with the series thank you so there we have it everyone episode one of your future forward we hope you enjoyed and if you did please do check us out on social media at your future forward until next time thank you and goodbye <laughs>